welcome to the Culture Encounters Podcast. I am your host, Chad Ombi, uh, here for another episode of Road Trip, where we will discuss the different things that make each state in the United States wonderful. Um, also, each state that each thing that makes each state in the United States unique, uh, some things that may not be so wonderful about each state, and just try to get overall an overall overview of that state from someone who has had the experience of living there. Um, but before we get to that, a little reminder about who we are here at Culture Encounters. Uh, we are a nonprofit based out of Virginia. Um, and our mission, again, is to ignite cultural curiosity, knowledge, and appreciation in our region through the transformative power of the art, shared experiences, and open dialogue while serving as a model for global harmony. Uh, we're always going to go back to that. We're always going to go back to that goal of global harmony. Uh, again, I am Chad Ombi, your host. I have been with Culture Encounters since the beginning, and I will be here uh, for forever, if they will have me forever. Uh, you know, that that's just always been the hope. I love this organization. They've been amazing. Um, you know, they. I believe truly, I 100% believe in the work that we do, um, and I'm amazed by my colleagues every day. Uh, so to that end, let us get to our guest today. She is a friend of mine. She is a colleague. She is an educator. She is, uh, incredibly talented at what she does. Um, she is very interested in multiple cultures, uh, with a background in foreign language acquisition. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring in Pennsylvania native, Miss Hannah Batorf. Hannah, what's going on? How are you, man? Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. So excited thanks. to be here. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming. It's, it's great to have you. Uh, it's always great when I get to see you, Hannah and I were colleagues and worked together all of last year and then someone decided to up and leave me. Uh, so, uh, it's okay. I'm not bitter. Uh, and, uh, so whenever we get to hang out, it's always really cool. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so again, this is the, um, Again, the uh, road trip, an episode of Road Trip, where we're going to talk all things Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is um, also, just a couple of state facts real quick, Pennsylvania is also known as the, hold on, where'd it go? The Keystone State. That's right. Pennsylvania is known as the Keystone State. Uh, its state motto is virtue, liberty, and independence. Um, I guess I can understand why they would think that or, you know, like why that would be a good uh, slogan for them, given their role in the American Revolution. We will discuss that at length, I'm sure. Um, they are a commonwealth, much like my native Virginia. Uh, the state bird is the ruffed grouse. The state tree is hemlock. I'm a little discouraged by that, but that is OK. No judgment. Uh, the state flower is the mountain laurel. So um, let's let's discuss things, all things Pennsylvania, really quickly. Um, we're not even really quickly, you know. We'll just talk about stuff. Uh, so, Hannah, you are Virginia um, resident now, but um, talk about your experience, you know, in Pennsylvania. Where did you live? How long did you live there? Uh, absolutely. So I grew up in Center County in a tiny little valley town called Woodward, uh, Pennsylvania in basically the middle of nowhere, right in the middle. Um, it is also close to what many people would know as um, State College and the Penn State area. 
So if you walked around and you say, we are, someone is going to answer you with Penn State. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Pennsylvania is one of those places where you're either in a really big city or you're in the woods. And I grew up kind of in the woods. <laughs> I I've noticed that too. Like, I think that that is a, um, a misconception, right. You know, that like everything because of like where it is geographically, like upper mm-hmm. Atlantic area that, uh, Oh, Pennsylvania must be like a robust, like super urban developed area. But from like what I've experienced, everything, unless you're like in Pittsburgh or Philly, Philadelphia, you're like, in the Man. middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, we mm. always joke about it. My fiance and I, her family's from Ohio. Mm. So we, we always go on the Pennsylvania Turnpike to get there. Oh, yeah. And it's it's nothing but, you know, really nature. It's a beautiful drive. but It's, it's a very nice drive. Yeah. It's it's all nature. Mm. Uh, so you're, you said geographically Woodward is in like the center of the state? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Right smack in the middle. Um, okay. Yep. And uh, actually, a fun fun fact is that um, the town, Woodward, uh, mm-hmm. didn't have a single stoplight. Um, I mean, it's like, it was that small. It did have a, a tiny little church and one little post office, although I think now that's open only on um, weekends. So it's oh, like... Oh, wow. It is that barely surviving. <laughs> My gosh. It sounds like some towns in the middle of Virginia, like yeah. crazy. Um, so what role did you ever spend time in any of the, like, you know, in those cities like a Pittsburgh or Philadelphia? Uh, yes. So I had an aunt that, uh, lives currently in outside of Pittsburgh, uh, about an hour outside. And so we would go there and, you know, do the whole touristy stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. they've got, um, some really great museums, um, some botanical gardens. Phipps is a really excellent uh, garden there. Um, they've got some really good cultural museums um, that are uh, nice to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh is known for its steel. And so you can do uh, all, all sorts of like, there's all sorts of bridges. I think there are like 427 or so bridges in Pittsburgh. Um, so you're just like crossing the bridges back and forth. Um, it's a really gorgeous city. Um, they have, sorry, no, sorry, go ahead. Um, they've got these really fun tours called ducky tours where it's a, um, a street and then, uh, goes into the water and it's like turns into a boat. It's kind of like a car boat. Uh, you just like drive around and then you're suddenly in the water. So I want to be in a ducky. <laughs> is that like uh it reminds me of like Batman Returns the way you just said it like his like ping like his like duck boat yeah. car thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's so fun. That that does sound amazing. We'll mm-hmm. we'll have to do that. If I I've, I've never been in like the city of Pittsburgh so that would be fun to to do that at some point. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you mentioned um, you know, the Steel City in in Pittsburgh and everything. What role do you think that um that that environment, you know, of, of innovation in the steel industry had on a, um, the, the mentality of, of the workers in, in the work ethic in Pennsylvania, but also what do you think, what impact do you think that had on, you know, with the industrial revolution, eventually unions starting to form and workers' rights starting to be a thing? 
Definitely. So Pennsylvania is one of those states where it's very much bring yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. Um, it was one of, you know, one of the earlier states to be colonized, right? Um, uh, the Quakers came over here um, and sort of have been doing their own thing for many, many years, hundreds of years. Um, the Amish are a group of people that are also doing their own kind of thing, Mennonite. And so we see a lot of like religious groups who have like kind of led their own way of life. And I think that a lot of that kind of mentality um, you can also see in sort of this, like, like the work a day man and like the mm-hmm. blue collar man, both in the cities and um, in the surrounding areas. And <clears throat> I would say that even when it comes to um, right. So when it comes to like labor uh, laws or unions and stuff like that, uh, a pen- the Pennsylvania side of things is much more about um, workers' rights and, um, you know, not really like big government. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And we've seen that a lot recently in some of the, you know, like, government elections and like way that things go um, in terms of like voting Republican here and there. Um, Right, right, right. Yes. And so the industrial revolution was pretty big in uh, Pennsylvania um, because of steel and mines and coal was a huge, huge export of Pennsylvania. We had a lot of railroads going through, um, and as I said earlier, maybe the uh, P- Pittsburgh was sort of known as like the city of, of bridges with like over 400 bridges. Yeah, that's um, crazy to me. 400 bridges in one city. Yeah. That's it's not like a huge city either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were really, especially Pittsburgh, but Philly as well, um, with carpenters, like they were really sort mm-hmm. of like steamrolling and um, building this idea of labor unions and workers' rights. Right, and strikes was a was a huge thing in Pennsylvania as well. Right, um, as we got into that. Now you you mentioned you know the idea of like you know these we um you know th- this revolutionary spirit as far as like you know, an entrepreneurial spirit that has, you know, led itself to both, you know, workers' rights and unions, but also, you know, with elections trying to, um, you know, in, in their mind, vote for smaller government oversight or whatever it might be, which kind of leads to a weird, interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. of, like, the, you know, the way the political parties have shifted over the years as to what each of them represented. But that's a that's a whole other conversation. But, um that uh is uh, like like that's like probably eight different conversations but um going transitioning well let's talk about pittsburgh a little bit more and then we'll go to philly so uh we can't i guess you can't talk about pittsburgh without talking about the steelers right because yeah yeah you know we growing up in virginia we we have like our sports fanaticism to an extent but not really like we have sports teams but i didn't and I've, I've talked to people from other states. We don't really have that. Our identity is tied to a certain sports team thing. So talk a little bit about that. Um, 
did like the Steelers or the Penguins or the Pirates or uh, any of these of these teams? Um, I guess even going into Philly, like the 76ers or the Phillies or the Eagles, the Eagles. Uh, have you know? It's so interesting to me how polarizing some of these teams are. Like, oh, yeah. if you go, I feel like the Steelers are like the most loved and most hated team in the NFL. Same. Yeah. Or the Eagles too, like they're the most mm-hmm. loved and most hated mm-hmm. like team in in their you know in their division in the NFL or whatever. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that identity for for people in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania in general. Like, are you are you pressured from an early age to like pick a team to to be a part of that culture? Is that something? Is, is the culture of sports still a big deal in Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh? Absolutely, right. and. I would say that if you're not an, you're supposed to be a Steelers fan. If you're not a Steelers fan, you're an Eagles fan and everybody makes fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> even even um, if you live in Philly. Well, <laughs> right. right. Um, I would say growing up in the middle, my, I didn't really care. My family, my specific family wasn't really into sports. Um, we didn't have like the internet or like real TV growing up or you, the had, you had that post office though. We had a post office. <laughs> so like right, we didn't right. get together my family for like games or anything, but mm-hmm. I'll say my cousins and like my, my, um, my cousins and my aunt and uncle living in York, Pennsylvania, which is like Southern kind of near uh, Hershey. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uh, were obsessed. Are obsessed. Are Steelers fans. Mm-hmm. Their entire house is decked out in every sport. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, mm-hmm. Penguins, every sport related paraphernalia you can think of. Uh, their kids grew up with all of the jerseys of all of the players and like the little like plastic hats that their toys would wear. I mean, Mm -hmm. and the bats and like the, all of it. Right. And so sports is a huge, huge thing that, yeah, that people. And I will say like, I think it was sixth or seventh grade for me when the, the Steelers and the Phillies or Steelers and the Eagles went to the Super Bowl Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was quite. There was a lot of tension. (laughs) That's crazy to me because what I love about like I'm not a big sports guy, but like what I love about it is seeing it how it 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 brings people together like in in like an individual city, but it also can like I guess it can divide too. Like if you have like two big major like teams like that, that um, so transitioning a little bit to to talking about Philly. Um, I, I have not been to Pittsburgh. I have been to Philly. Yes. Um, a couple of, uh, I went to a, a town just outside of, of Philly relatively recently for our concert. It, I think it was actually closer to Allentown than it was to Philly, but, um, yeah. it, it was, you know, it, it seemed like a very blue collar town. Very, um, it almost reminded me of Richmond a little bit, um, mm-hmm. in the way it was, uh, just in, just a city. Like there was nothing, um, everyone was very friendly. Like everyone that I spoke to, like in the, in that town was nice and everything. Yeah. So 
it's is, the city of brotherly love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always yeah. okay. So explain that to me. Is that is that an ironic term? Because you also yes. hear okay. Thank you. Because <laughs> you also hear about it being the town that boots Santa Claus. So like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, a, lot I of, love whew, a lot of crime, a lot of violence. Um, right. I mean, if you know where to go, you're right. okay, right? Um, and if you're having some common sense, you should be fine. Uh, I haven't personally spent a lot of time in Philly. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad grew up sort of outside of Philly. Mm -hmm. And so he spent time there, you know, as a kid, um, it has really changed a lot. I think in the last like 20 to 30 years, um, I mean, as, as our whole nation has, high rising crime and, and I, I have a question about that yeah. uh so do the rising crime is that you had mentioned earlier i don't know if it got edited out or not of the podcast or not but you had mentioned um with a decline at different points in the industries of of pennsylvania mm-hmm. that it, there were some you know recessions as there are everywhere but mm-hmm. that that did create some somewhat of a of a sense of poverty so you know, oh. we see in a lot of states and a lot of places a yeah. a rise in crime based, you know, concurrently with a rise in poverty. Um, do you think that that is a thing? And do you think that the people in power bear some responsibility for that because of and I'm asking because I don't know, like mm-hmm. we, we see in a lot of places and a lot of cities, you know, gentrification is a problem and mm-hmm. gerrymandering is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah. are these the type of things that are going to affect Philadelphia as well, where those in power kind of bear at least a sizable brunt of their responsibility for the rise in these things? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would also say that Pennsylvania has been sort of a huge um recipients of the fentanyl and like drug crisis that I don't know. I, we don't, I don't really hear it as much here, like in Richmond, Virginia, but they don't talk about it as much as they need to talk about it because it is a thing, you know, that I've, uh, I've experienced with, with friends firsthand. Like it's, it is a legitimate issue that hopefully will get addressed in a way in the next several years everywhere, but carry on. Yeah. I mean, I know, I would say 10 to 15 or more uh, people from my high school class of a hundred that currently are addicted to heroin and fentanyl or have died um, because of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty terrible in, especially in like some of the uh, more rural areas of uh, Pennsylvania. That's tragic. And again, people in power, you bear the responsibility of that. In my opinion, you know, I think we got to hold the people that we as electors, you know, as as voters, we need to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, You had mentioned immigration. Um, You know, we, uh, Culture Encounters, love supporting, um, you know, people of all different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that the the people of um, the, the immigration um, coming into Philly, um, are, are these individuals getting a fair opportunity? I, I don't know that I can answer that. Well, people in Pennsylvania, people in the North and Pennsylvania, you know, 
can be a little unwelcoming sometimes. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know that's the thing though. Like we we talk about like oh the South has got all the the prejudice, but no, I mean that's everywhere, man. Like, uh, so um, I, I have a again this conver- I love how this conversation is going everywhere, and I think that that's really good. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you aren't incredibly knowing you, I would say relatively well. Um, you are an incredibly tolerant person. You're incredibly intellectually curious and culturally curious person knowing yes. you in your background. Um, so how did you acquire that, that curiosity for other cultures, uh, that I know you have, um, oh, growing cool. up in, so you growing up in rural Pennsylvania, how did you, um, a gain access to multiculturalism and is it something you had to seek out on your own? Is it something that was instilled in you? Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately how is that, um, how is that natural, you know, your own curiosity for people of different cultures? How is that an appreciation? Um, How has that led to, you know, the career you're in now? Absolutely. Um, I would say that's kind of a two-parter. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I grew up in a very, very rural area. My neighbors were all Amish. You know, the horse and buggies drove past my house every day, all the time. I'm so jealous. Um, (laughs) Did y'all have cobblestone asking for a friend? Uh, Gravel. It was gravel. Uh, That's that's still cool. Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) It's, It's a novelty to me because we don't have that here. So I'm just like, if we, well, not like everywhere. We have Amish people in Virginia, but like. I don't see horses and buggies every day. And I'm like, I want to see horses and buggies every day. I'm sorry. Continue. Um, <laughs> uh, and so like my high school, for instance, was a high school of seventh through 12th grade. Okay. Right. Um, it only had 850 students. And that was, that took, there were no middle schools because there were not enough students for that. Um, and so I think there were maybe five elementary schools and there were only that many because of geographically, they couldn't, like it was so far away distance wise that you just needed that many different schools. Right. Sure. And then we all just like filtered into one high school, no middle school. Mm. Um, and so coming from a class of, or a school of 850 on a good day um, where there were less than 10 students who were not white. I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Right? It's not something that you would think like, Oh, you know, here I am like a bilingual and that's my job. Right. Um, my mom is a first generation uh German immigrant and Oh really? I didn't know that. Uh-huh. She speaks fluent German. She would not say that she speaks fluently, but she does. Um right. so her parents were immigrants or she was an immigrant? Her mom, right? Oh, was, okay. Her mom was off the boat World War II. Okay. Um and oh, then wow, she, that's crazy. That's yeah. her experience is mm-hmm. I, I want to I get your mom on the show now just she to talk about that. A, a crazy life. That, wow. 
just being a German, like even just her, your grandmother's story, like being a, yeah. a, a German at, during World War II, mm-hmm. that had to be insane. Her brother was part of Nazi youth. I mean, like, what? Yeah, it's, it's like crazy stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Oh my God. Yeah, it's really crazy. 